Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Southside Rabbi. You in the building with K to the second letter Woo! and a me in the dream. Woo! Listen, we got a lovely episode for we you today. We got a lovely episode now, for I you Now, I got to say something about it because it got a little asterisk on it. We got a little asterisk. Got a little asterisk on it. A little asterisk, a little fine print. And a little lady, a little fine print. Now, you might need a, 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 a telescope to see that yes, bug. the Hubble. The, 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 <laughs> the Hubble. But listen, you may hear this episode and say, wait a minute. Are these boys trying something a little different? Because uh-huh. if they are, I don't like it. I don't like it at now, all. Now listen, this episode may sound like we recorded it in a gas station bathroom. That's what it's going to sound like. A Ow! part locker room convo. Like a locker room conversation. Remember when Trump said locker room talk? Locker room talk. Now, this is what it sounds like in our locker rooms. Yeah, you know what? Absolutely. Regular human beings. With no sexual assault at all. So this is a conversation uh, that me and KB had. Um, we were recording another episode talking about you know apostasy. Uh, and something happened where our audio just got jacked up. Our producer was in uh, Marrakesh living his best life. Just just sipping on margaritas you know what I'm and, and loving his wife. Yachts. Yeah, you know. Cuban cigars. Just loving Jesus. Yes. Um, and we had to try to record this mug ourselves. And as you know, when you leave me and KB to this this stuff, <laughs> we will ruin it every time. Every time. But um, so so the audio is not as high quality as we would usually have it. But we did believe that the conversation was was very good, very impactful, and we wanted you all to hear it. Yes. So we are releasing it. So please, if you could, bear with the audio, but please listen to the content. Amen, brother. So enjoy this episode. We love y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rocking with us. And here it is. Let's do it. What's going on, family? We are here on Southside Rabbi. Yeah. We have been in the scriptures. We have been in the fellowship. We have been in the culture. And we have been before the presence of God with all kinds of things to bring your way. So you make room for the edification because it's coming like never before, Lord willing. But before we get started, I have to once again recognize my partner in crime. Uh-huh. Let me pause. Pregnant pause. Motion. My best friend, best man in my wedding, the man who puts literally every other man to shame. Hold up. The man who is unshakable, unbreakable, unmistakable. I remember somebody said, Is I mean even a man? Oh my gosh, get this dude out of here. <laughs> because I could have sworn they based Thor off of him. The hair of his the whole Concept of Thor, Thor is white. came from what's that? They got it wrong. You know, they had to. You know what I'm saying? They had, they had to, to jazz it up. They, they had to jazz it up. So black man. You also know that Thor is a false Greek god, though, right? Is that <laughs> what you're trying to say? Is that, is that what you're also trying to say about me? No. What happened was a lot of the, the people don't know this. A lot of the ancient literature on Thor was missing. Oh, okay. So they had to study who are the people that we would put like them. Who would be like these Greek gods of power and stature and influence? I tell you that Marvel went to this man right here. Jesus said, well, you will do greater works than I have done. The main reference points we have to this is not a commentary. It is the life of this man right here across from this table. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you a mean, the dream, mean machine. He who cannot be deleted, canceled. Oh, Hudson, make some noise for my God. 
Oh, thank you, my brother. My, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. The man that I'm sitting across from today, wow, ladies and gentlemen, wow, 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 is a squire. Ooh. I'm talking about a man of high esteem, high social status. I'm not talking about in this world, but the next. The kingdom Come on, of God. Come on, brother. I'm talking about he wants to compare me to Thor. He wants to compare me to Thor, but I have to compare him to Thanos. Oh, oh my gosh. Because he the is pressure. He, he hold on, let me let me, let me let me finish now. Don't interrupt me. Okay? He is acquiring all of the stones. Not to put in a gauntlet on his hand, uh-huh. but the crown that will be on his head. Whoa! That is what is happening with this. So you want to know why? KB, you want to know why? You want to know why KB is here? He is acquiring the stones, wow. which which is which are all of it, which is which is, part, which is part of the treasures in the kingdom of heaven. That is what he is requiring. That is what he's acquiring. And you know how faithful he is. He's going to take that crown with all of those stones that he's acquired here on this earth, and he's going to throw the throw that crown at the feet of the Father and say, "Hallelujah, blessed be the name of the Lord amen. forever and ever." Amen. That is what this man is doing here on God's green earth. Why and he's I? not doing it so that he can destroy life, but so that he can help sustain it. Message. That's what his man is doing. So he wants to make my or he just or, made my point. Or, That's or, my point. The brilliance. Or, so actually I won this exchange. No you did it. No you did it. <laughs> Case what, I'm, point. what I'm saying also is that he wants to compare me to Thor. He's also like, let me tell you another person who KB is like. You know when Jesus always says the kingdom of heaven is like, he's like, he just loves giving these examples. KB is like the white Power Ranger, Tommy, right? Remember when the Power Rangers were going what? and the, the, the Power Rangers were cool, but when Tommy showed up and he was in that white and gold, none of the other Power Rangers matter anymore. He showed up, he had the sword, but the talking tiger That's this guy. If you're in the room and you think you're cool, you think you're bad, think you're a tough man, think you're cool, when he shows up, this is Tommy out of the Power Rangers. He takes away all of your coolness. He sucks it up, but he does it for the glory of the living God, the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the man that is on the front line. It's Desert Stormlight because he's in the he's, he, he's on the front line of the Gulf War in the spiritual realm. Bro. With his sword, with, with, with the sword of the spirit. I give up. Chopping everybody, chopping everybody down. Yeah. That's what's happening. I'm talking to y'all about Mr. Don't leave your Bible around him, true theologian, for real. Ask any of your theologians, pastors, your grandmother, your grandfather. You think your grandfather knows the Bible? I quit. Not, this, not, not better than this guy. Wow. Ask them for real. I'm talking about Kevin Elijah Smooth and Groove Burgess. Thank Make you. some noise for my guy one time. I am just struggling with shame right now. Why is it that my brain doesn't do that? Why? What what, what is the Lord seeing? First of all, what is the Lord? What what have I done? Because you can't be great at everything. <laughs> you can't be. So we are admitting that you are the most brilliant man. I'm not. Life. I'm not. I am. Right, thank you. I'm done. <laughs> What are we here to talk about today, my brother? Uh, today, man, we... Despite well, our this lengthy... Right, uh, intro. Yeah, which we, you, the you humor. Gotta, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, despite the humor, as yeah. KB said, yeah. uh, we actually are here to talk about something that is very uh, serious, I would say, and sobering. Sure. Um, and we, uh, that is apostasy. 
Yes. And so, as I think a lot of our listeners know, we have seen a lot of folks lately, especially, I would say, since the pandemic, mm-hmm. departing the faith. Sure. We have seen a lot of folks that have been falling away from Christianity. Some folks want to blame deconstruction. Some folks want to blame other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we have seen is we have seen folks that have essentially left the faith. Sure. We are not under any delusions even now. Right. For many of you listen, some of you listening to this podcast as we speak mm-hmm. are on the edge. You're staring at the precipice of what could be a total denunciation of the faith that you have loved, that has nourished you, that has sustained you throughout the years. In a lot of ways, as you think about your current space of trauma and struggle and confusion, um, even distance from God, mm-hmm. a, a lot of folks are not just saying somebody was mean to me at church and I don't, you know, all Christians are trash. Some folks are like, I, I just, I don't feel like, I feel like I'm in the intertestamental period where God was silent mm-hmm. for hundreds of years. I feel like I'm living in it. Mm-hmm. Where is the revelation of God? Where is this experience that I either once knew at one time or the experience that we keep talking about is available to all Christians? Right. One of the challenges of this conversation is, uh, is the way that we are experts, fam. We are experts. I think this is what Christian music is. Mm. It is really good at giving you 3D images of what it must feel like to be walking in heaven side by side. Wow. We're good at it, bro. Yeah. We have full conferences that are fit with the the, the world's best production, that that are fit with the world's best speakers. Right, right. The best exegetes, you know, the the most charisma, you, you name it. And the, some of the world's best songwriters, right. best vocalists, that all of that plays a role in putting this image of what it means to be in Jesus out into the world, bro, right. that feels so much like heaven that you're almost insane not to long for. Right. Who, who wouldn't want the, the, the Jesus that y'all are singing about? The joy you say is available for us. I think about one of my favorite songs, uh, Chandler Moore, or uh, Maverick City, featuring Chandler Moore in Elevation uh, Worship. Gyra, the, the massive song. J- J- Justin Bieber hopped on that month. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You are enough. I will be content in every circumstance. You are enough. Fam, you're saying that because there is this assumption that a nearness to God creates a kind of experience that even if you lost everything, you're okay. Oh, what a point. That kind of vision, that kind of, uh, of experience, man. many of us either have known that experience before. I have been there. Lights about to get turned off, praising God in the storm. You've been there before or you're longing for it. Where is this Jesus that y'all talking about? Where is this church that y'all say that we're supposed to be going to regularly to be faithful Christians, mm-hmm. where inside that church it's the world of love, mm-hmm. where people are protected, not exploited, right. where their issues are heard and considered, where reconciliation reigns, where people are edified and lifted, where the, the, the vulnerable are protected and served. Mm-hmm. 
where the wounded are healed. Where is this church y'all are talking about? We are so good, fam, at displaying the vision, visioneering. Yet, what we have to deal with, what happens with all the individuals who are on this podcast right now that say either A, I ain't, I ain't felt that in a long time, mm-hmm. or B, I don't know what y'all are talking I want it. Yeah. I desire it. I want to know this glory in my heart. What am I to do when it seems to be so transient or it has been absent from my experience? Mm-hmm. That's a whole category of people right. that are wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that I feel a special burden for us as we are considering falling, what it means to fall away from the faith, okay? Uh, the Bible promises us that the day will come where there will be a mass falling away. Yeah. There'll be a, a, a bunch of people will be with us in the beginning who will not be walking with us in the end. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, as Paul talks about Demas, mm-hmm. uh, who a lot of theologians believe is short for Demarcus. Shout out to Demarcus. <laughs> That's how we know he was black. <laughs> you know, oh, the. the Paul says that Demarcus abandoned me right. because of his love for the world. Now, Demarcus wasn't no, no, no chump, bro. Demarcus was imprisoned with Paul yep. in back in Rome. Mm-hmm. So he'd been through this before. Mm-hmm. Now, that, it wasn't easy. The Roman prison, you know, was, was a rough it, it place. It was not like our prison. It was not like our prison Honestly, at all. our prison system right now would seem like uh, uh, the Four uh, Seasons. Uh, the, the Four Seasons compared to a Roman prison. And our prisons now are bad. Yes. Yeah. And Demarcus was like, no, I'm not doing this again, fam. Bye. It's a counter experience, fam, Mm -hmm. where individuals who are in with us, who are genuinely Mm -hmm. drinking from the same well, right? Yep. And then the circumstances of life begin to... uh, reinterpret their experience Mm -hmm. and i what i don't want to do and this is why i bring up as as a person that's part of a christian music industry Mm -hmm. i don't want to just cast vision because that that casting vision is important The, the bible says in ephesians that the church is designed to be an expression of the manifold wisdom of god right to put to shame spiritual beings that we've never even heard of Right. It's a whole world of spiritually good and spiritually bad presences, right. you know, that are observing what God is doing in the church. Right. That God, in a lot of ways, is planning on unveiling a mystery in the resurrection or the, the, the sort of rising of the church. Paul says in Romans that that rising is look for that that the very creation that surrounds us that's groaning in tornadoes and 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 and, and uh, uh, that's groaning in hurricanes and earthquakes that's groaning in conflict that that creation finds hope in seeing people come to Jesus. Amen. That's how big of a deal it is. Right. What God is doing in establishing His church, establishing His church, talking about the wonder and the glory and the beauty of that is good. Right. So I don't, I'm not downplaying that whatsoever. However, I don't think just telling people that this is how it should be really speaks to what they are experiencing, though. Right. Because it has not been that for me. Right, right, right. Now, is, is there something wrong with the vision? Or 
is there some more work we need to do with why people aren't experiencing the vision? Right. And, and just simply telling folks, you know, it's great. It's not enough. It's not enough. Right. It falls short. Right. So I, I'm just trying to set the stage in, in, in some ways. I mean, yeah. we, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell this story, then I'm going to bounce past it to Amin, if you, if you could uh, actually uh, talk about a brother that we, we've actually yeah. had on the show who, is, um, mm-hmm. who has now recently come out right. um, to denounce his faith. During the pandemic, there was a brother of ours who came to my house. It was Amin and I. Um, we were there with him in my living room. Um, discussing Jesus. And this gentleman had a degree in theology. This gentleman, um, I mean, two degrees in theology. I mean, he had masters and bachelors. This gentleman uh, was a well-known, well-respected Christian influencer. And was staring at his life that in looking at what his life was becoming with the death of his mother and then the death of his father shortly after and then the the, the kind of the, the, the weights and pressures that were that were you know attacking his marriage and watching his his, his spouse denounce her faith and them trying to make sense that this Christianity that they had been so discipled in, had no space for George Floyd. Mm. Never even thought about what does that mean? They never thought about what does it mean that the LGBTQ plus community seems, at least in this moment, to have a better sense of the image of God than most of the people in my church, even my own pastor. This is, how do I make sense of this? Clearly, we should care about injustice. Right. The Bible says that God's literal throne is established on justice. Right. You don't know God without knowing his commitment to what is right in your life, holiness, and the society. Right. Social justice. Mm-hmm. Message. In that, that, that this is for so many of people, so many people in our space, like, like discovering a, a, a book of the Bible that was that was, you know, buried in their backyard. Right. What is this thing? Right. That's what this whole conversation of justice has been like. Right. And he's standing in front of us, seeing the the the, ins, the, the, the basically the insufficiency of how he had understood mm-hmm. his faith. It wasn't able to compensate for all of the the the, the kind of uh, trauma that he was experiencing. Right. Right. And that's legitimate. Right. Can you say that other people have went through far worse and their faith was? Sustain, amen. Right. I don't really think that's the point here, though. Yes. The point here is that for him, he was undergoing a detrimental, pivotal point where he was about to discard his faith. Right. Because the way that it was delivered to him was not holding water. Mm -hmm. The water of what he knew was right. Right. We sat in the living room with this brother. And for almost three hours, walk through what the scripture talked about in reference to justice. Mm-hmm. We talked about what the scripture talked about. We, we, we talked about what the scripture, um, how the scripture dealt with the issues of suffering in our life. Right. We, we talked about the insufficiency of the enlightenment 
right. which has discipled many of us right, right. into thinking that you can figure God out. Yeah. That a lot of this cognitive dissonance is cognitive. Right. This not connecting in my mind. Who told you everything was supposed to connect in right. your mind? Right. All these apologists that we studied under, that I went to school and sat underneath, their books, they had a massive assumption that they had figured out the answer to every single issue under the sun. Mm -hmm. And they had better arguments than anybody else. Right. And we found out that that's not true. And that the Bible always gives you an answer facts. for almost any question that you have. Facts, facts. Which is also not true. It's not true. God doesn't even say that in the scripture that he will give you answers to everything. Right. He, he definitely says, says that the secret things of the Lord belong to the Lord. He says the opposite. And what's revealed to you belongs to you and your children forever. Facts. So there are some things that does belong to you. And there are some things that you will never know. Facts. Absolutely. God also doesn't promise us that we will have all the answers when we get to glory either. Facts. He doesn't. Absolutely. You're right. It's not in there. Because one of the things that American Christianity, in its sort of being filtered through the Enlightenment, which right. obviously we, we are, we're lovers of the life of the mind. Nobody, right, right. Absolutely. We're lovers of the life of the mind. But we feel like God is mainly known through our heads and not our hearts, bro. Right. He's mainly known through the brain. Which is and, what you're, I mean, you're, yeah, you're saying that the way that we've been taught to know God has been mainly through the head. That's right, that's heart. right. right. And, 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 and right. if the brain can't make sense of it, right. then this whole thing must be in. Exactly. What that you, your faith is based upon it all connecting intellectually. Absolutely. Right. One of the things that we shared with that brother that night was that, that you know, in, in the Annabelle himself, there was a Bible that was curated for slaves. Right. In that in all of the literature that you, most of the witness that you hear from Individuals that have escaped from the South and made it to the North and begin to write stories about their experience. I got a, a, a massive book in my backpack on it right now. Right. Many of them, even reading a Bible that left out their liberation, right. could see past it yep. to an experience with God that said that even though I can't argue it with you, Master, right. I know this isn't my God. Jesus is like us in our chains and not like you in your oppression. Right. There was a massive witness across the South with Christians who were not legally allowed to marry, not legally allowed to practice their faith, right. not legally allowed to read. Yep. And despite all of those things, there was something else that was drawing them deep into the heart of God, fam. Right, right. right. Into an experience with God that doesn't, uh, you know, take the Bible and pun it, of course not. Right. But it also says that if I am not able, fam, to make all of these things connect, bro, there is a deeper, richer experience in the life of God that goes beyond understanding. Right. So after having that conversation with that brother, now I'm just going to say this and I'm going to bounce past it. That, we, we didn't know. Well, we, we, we found out probably about six months later that it was that conversation along God sent other people into his life as right, well. Right, And saved his life, bro. Saved his life. It stopped him from going to what the situation was demanding mm -hmm. from him. Mm -hmm. Circumstances were demanding of him. The insufficiency of his systematic theology was demanding of him, which... That's a part of what's written into our system of theology too, is that if one piece falls apart, the whole, the whole thing, thing collapses. Right. There's a very real experience for our brother that by God's grace, get really pressing in to something deeper than, I mean, the Bible had a lot to say that I think defies our systematic theology, right. which we can talk about too.
but also pointing to a deeper walk with God that goes beyond what we can ascertain from our heads. Right, right. It has to be experiential. It has to be experiential. And how we get there is part of what we want to talk about. Right, yeah. Oh man, I think that you, what, what you said is so true. Everything is, there's a lot here. Um, even thinking about our brother, as some of you know, uh, Fanatic, who we've had on the podcast, a friend of the podcast. Uh, uh, I think we would all say, me and KB would both say a friend. Like, yeah, straight a friend, up. Straight period. Up. Podcast aside, <clears throat> has come out recently and essentially uh, said that he's not, a, he's not a Christian anymore. Right, um, kind of. He, he's denounced Christianity, um, and he uh, he made a video about it on Facebook. Uh, you all haven't seen it, um, and it has been very discouraging for a lot of us because Fanatic has been uh, a core pillar within Christian hip hop and right. in the ministry. Right. It, when it comes to the Christian hip hop ministry in general, which a lot of us have come to the faith through, and him being a pillar in this, being one of the pillars of cross movement. Um, and being a man that has been in ministry for 30 plus years, you know, longer than me and KB have, uh, essentially almost longer than me and KB have been alive. Yeah. And so, you know, Fanatic coming out and denouncing the faith was very, very discouraging for me yeah. and for a lot of folks, yeah, um, sad, as you can sad, see. Yeah, I also think that some of the responses to him was discouraging to me as well, sure, the sure. way that people responded to him. Sure, sure. Um, and, uh... Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of folks have questions, you know, about how something like this can happen and um, and what are we to do about this? And, and, you know, there's a lot of questions that I think that folks are asking regarding this. And then, and then other folks they may know that may that may be in the same boat. You know, um, this is not just a, this is not like about fanatic. Um, I think that this is about um, what it means to have doubts and, and folks, you know, leaving the faith and what it means right. to denounce Christianity and how right. we get there and all of that and the questions that we have about it. Um, and I and and I think um, one one of the things that I think was very discouraging about <laughs> some of the responses that I've seen, not only to what has happened with fanatic, but folks that leave the faith in general. Yes, is for folks to then retreat right away to their uh, their. Uh, theological system. Yes, 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 yes. So I see a lot of reform cats saying, "Hey, man, you know, if they departed, then they were never with us in the first place." Right, right, you know, right, kind right. of, kind of stuff. And, and number one, I just think number one, well, that doesn't help anybody. Who does that help? It, well, it helps your theological it may, system. It, may, it helps your theological <laughs> system, and maybe it helps you because right. maybe you feel like, well, man, if I don't reaffirm this idea, then maybe I can fall away from the faith. Sure, sure, sure. And maybe it helps you feel like you're in, and everybody else is out. Right, maybe. right, right. right. But I don't think that that actually helps anyone. Right, and right. it definitely doesn't help the brother or the sister that has, you know, walked away from the faith. Right, right, right. I don't think, uh, our pastor said this to us years ago, when we were just kind of stuck in that reform, you know, just coming, swinging the reform sword everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were actually talking about apostasy. And we were talking about the idea of, you know, if we know... If folks lose, they said, you know, if they, if, if they were never with us in the first place, then, you know, I mean, if, if they were of us, they would have remained, you know, if they were, and, and, and if they if they didn't remain, it meant, it meant that they were never with us in the first place. How do you understand that? And I remember he told us, what 
What does that matter? Sure, sure, sure. Why is the focus? The focus should not be were they with us or were they not? Yeah. Or were they in or were they out? Right, 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 was right. It, does this mean the whole time was this person a Christian or were they not a Christian? Right. Was my brother that walked away from the faith a Christian? Was my sister that walked away from a Christian uh, the faith a Christian or not? How does that help them? Sure, sure, sure. The question that answering that question with a yes or no doesn't help anything. Sure, sure. The fact of the matter is they have walked away. Yeah. And what is needed in any instance, no matter how it happens, is the gospel to come sure. and bring healing and faith and sure, restoration. Sure, sure. Um, and so I think that trying to answer that question right, 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 right. is uh, unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, it's just an intellectual theological exercise. It doesn't really help bring faith to anyone or anybody, specifically the person that you're talking about. Right, right, so right. that's one of the things that I kind of want to say. I yes. don't think that how we should be approaching folks walking away from the faith is trying to figure out whether or not they were really saved they were or not. Saved. It doesn't, if they were not saved, the solution is the gospel. Yeah. If they were, the solution is the gospel. I mean, sure. it's the same either sure, way. Sure. sure. Yes. So it doesn't really matter. And also how, if you're comparing them to you, what were they doing? I, I think about fanatic. What were they doing that was different than you and you were For doing? sure. And, and honestly, fam, we, we've been in community long enough and we've been in our own lives right. to know that, that some dudes have, have fought the, the, the good fight of faith in ways that we ain't fought, my that's, guy. That's very true. So if we compare it like, well, this dude over here is laying it all down for Jesus. I'm laying half down, half right down right, for Jesus. Right. I just didn't denounce. So, right. so, I mean, I give you that, that you're saying that I'm not going to, and I feel that to this day. I feel that in my heart. Mm -hmm. I am not letting go of Jesus. Yeah. I have. I, I can't even think of a good reason to let go of Jesus. Right. And so I'm, I'm, I get that. But at the end of the day, trying to compare his life to our life to make to, to try to, to, to inspect inspect right, the right. fruit uh -huh. to see that if, do I have more of a, a case for assurance than, than he does? Right. I don't know, fam, because Fanatic had a pretty good. <laughs> I mean, thirty-three years uh, of ministry. Yeah, master degrees, yeah. Bible teaching, love apologist. Right, man, was, uh, teaching, was teaching go, other Christians. I mean, come on, fam. Yeah, and I can hear people saying right now, well, none of that stuff matters. Yeah, it it it, it, it doesn't, but in it, some ultimately, but sure. in some sense, it does. Sure, 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 and, sure. And, and and so I think that. Well, um, and, and I'll say this too. I mean, to to that critique, it really matters for the thought process that the main thing we're trying to do with fanatic. Is figure out if he was ever saved. Exactly. If that's what we're trying to do. Then where do we go up to that? Uh, yeah. Well, then we have to ins inspect his fruit. Right. And, and if you're inspecting his fruit, which would be the manifestation of his faith, faith. is genuine, right. I right. think, mm -hmm. then you're stepping into a space that God is not giving you authority to. Right. We are we have not been given the authority to give assurance to each other's faith. Right. 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 In an ultimate way. In an ultimate way. Yeah. Not an ultimate way. Right. So we we are at we are at a crossroad right now. Well, we do want to ask some important questions, right? But what we have found, at least in, in the years of ministry that we've been involved in, that us trying to obsess over whether or not he he was ever—I mean, the, the, there's a, the verse in First John that talks about that they were um, they they went out from us to and prove that they were, they were right. not in us. But fam, I mean, let's, let's do some exegesis. There's a whole context there. Clearly, that was not talking about individual Christians, right. but dealing with the pro the false antichrist prophets right. that had invaded the church. Right. Paul hits on this. I don't know if there was a huge argument about soteriology. The way that we use it is that way. But it and and, and I, I respect that argument. Yeah. But there's a, a strong argument to be made the, the other, that John is really riding on the same coattail that Paul talked about right. in terms of these. 
these divisions among us will sort of show themselves so that we can see who God is with and who God is not right, with. Right. And and one of the things that we can identify these antichrists, these false teachers that were among us, that were ravishing the sheep, is they're going out from among us. But that was a context right. that we're then putting on everybody else. Yes. I don't feel comfortable looking at a fanatic or even a Joseph Solomon. Right. And saying that the, all the years that they were with us, that that wasn't, that wasn't real. Because if it was, they'd still be here. Right. Simple, easy answer yeah. that does not deal with the complexities of how you are going to endure in your faith. Absolutely. It doesn't. Absolutely. Is that, is that oh, I'm going to be good because I started with us. We all started. We yeah. all started with us. And I guarantee you, if you ask folks that have departed, they thought the same thing. Facts. So it doesn't really give you any more assurance for your own faith. Facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And I think that. I, I think that. For don't us, worry about it, fam. You yeah. started with no, us. Yeah. Don't. No, yeah. Don't worry about itself. You started with Jesus. I mean, you know, I, I don't think that that's what you can do. And a lot of times, yeah, a lot of the times we do it to try to give ourselves some kind of insur- uh, assurance, especially when it's someone that. We have been encouraged by him and walking with the Lord. And I think a lot of the times, some of the times it comes out of fear. Sure. And that's what we do. We retreat into theological systems to give us assurance and comfort. That's, sure, that's sure, kind of sure, what we do. Because sure. we don't, we like, as we've said before, we just like easy black and white answers. Sure, sure. And so, and I, and I also think that that ties into what you said about us being children of the enlightenment. Sure, sure. We have been taught, the Christianity that I think has been given to us a lot of the times have been taught that you can always have an answer for everything. Sure. Everything has an answer. Yes. We can figure everything out through the mind. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I and I and I think that that is not true um, either for those who are still walking with Christ or for those who leave Christ. Who sure. leave Christ. Sure, sure. Because I think that there are those who leave Christ that say, some may say, Everything wasn't figured out in Christianity. Sure. Therefore, Christianity is illegitimate, and I must go elsewhere to get the answers. Mm. And, and and I think that what you're going to discover is that not only does God not promise that we will have all the answers, that would that it would all that all the intellectual dots will connect. Sure. And that all the the rational dots will connect with, within the within Christianity. But you also don't have any answers outside of it either. Sure. The, the, and I think Ooh. that for some folks, yeah. the illusion is that Christianity doesn't have all, it didn't have all the answers for me. Yeah. Therefore, I'm leaving it. Yes. And, 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 and whatever other philosophy that I'm uh, holding on to, whether it's a mixture of Christianity and other stuff, sure, whatever sure. it is, that will give me answers. But the fact of the matter is, that won't get you answers either. You're still going to be back to square one. Facts. That facts. there is almost, there is no philosophy that you can embrace that is going to give you all of the answers to the complexities of life. It's not possible. There's none. With every single system, there's going to have to be a place where you get to where you say, I don't know. Sure, absolutely. Even in Christianity. Yes, 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 absolutely. And and I think that what has happened, I think that the fault of some of how Christianity has been delivered to us is that Christianity will never make you say, I don't know. Yeah, you Never. will always be able to ask that's all right, that's the right. answers for for, for and for then anything. we take that, fam, and, and and we stand that up as a promise of God. Yes, that the promise of God, right, is that we will always be able to settle the dissonance, right? And 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 then when 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 that does not happen, God has broke His promise. But God never promised you that. Let me just say yes. this: one of the reasons that. The, 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 the dissonance that the, the complexities of this life creates for everybody. One of the reasons that that, for me, is another evidence, if you will, even though I'm talking about uh, the, the insufficiency of evidence. Right. But I think it is an evidence 
for the existence of God, because if the living God created this world and his fingerprint is on everything, if the, the, the size of trees and, and, right. and the, the vastness of oceans and, 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 and the, 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 the majesty of the galaxies, right. the, the universe, right. if all of that is a mixture of the fingerprint of God, right. how do we think, why would we think that that would somehow collapse when it comes to humans figuring out the life that God created? Meaning oh. there, everything else there is an infinitude that you're going to run into. Right. But when it comes to your life, there's no infinitude. Ooh. It comes to your life, the fact that it, that, that, that it is not finite and understood, uh, it's not understood and fit, fits into our, the, our theology and our right. boxes, right. that's actually proof that God is not real. Wow. When the truth of the matter is the opposite. This is to be expected, fam. Yes. Because this is the one who holds the universe in his hands. Amen. And... I love this. I was in LA the day Kobe Bryant died. And uh, Joseph and I went to Kanye's uh, uh, concert. Um, his, um, uh, his Sunday service. Oh, Sunday service. It was on a Sunday. Uh -huh. and, um, and fam, uh, Kanye invited Kirk Franklin there that night. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kirk gave a sermon. Yeah, I heard it was great too. Was I heard phenomenal. it was fire. Yeah. Everybody that I know that like heard it was like, yo, it was, it crazy. was phenomenal. One of the things he said is that one of the most theologically honest things that a man or woman of God can ever say is, I don't know why. Right. We don't. Can you live with that and say that God is still good? Right. That's the weight of saying that God is good, fam. Mm. How easy is it to say God is good, fam? Right. When everything is falling in line like a puzzle piece in a right. kid's puzzle. Right. These big, my, all my, my kids got all these puzzles back, put the mugs together in five minutes, bro. It's very, oh, I see exactly where this right, piece right, goes. Right. I see exactly where this piece goes. And it all works together and it's flush. This is good. Uh -huh. But can, is there an experience with God that can find him to be good? wise and in control when it's not a kid's puzzle but it's more like the puzzle that takes you all summer to complete right and there's three or four pieces that you get to the end and find out that they don't fit right. or you don't have them right 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 that's good can you say the assumption is not the manufacturer made a mistake maybe just i just don't have the piece maybe i'll find it six years from now underneath a chair and in the upstairs living room but can we trust he gave us most of the other pieces, man. Right, right. There's so many pieces that we can appreciate. So anyways, that's an aspect mm -hmm. of, of what leads us into these spaces where we're like, not to say this is what, what happened to Fanatic. I oh, think no. Fanatic situation. I think that we're on a... We're just we're, speaking we're more broadly. We're not just talking about Fanatic, yes. It's dealing with the dissonance. It's yeah. dealing with the disconnect. I think it is important for us to start where we start the conversation. First of all, let's ask ourselves, are we making God out to say things or holding him to promises he did not make? Right. Are we going to the Bible, like with all due respect to Ken Ham, are we going to the Bible and going to Genesis 1 and saying that that was actually God telling us that evolution isn't real? Right. Because if you think that, I'm not, I'm not endorsing evolution. I'm just saying to right. you, if you think that Moses is goal was to show Israel that Darwin was wrong thousands of years later 
don't know what he's talking about. That was not. You've you've done violence to the exegesis of the text. Right. Here we are, the people that look at the scripture and say, and we live our live our lives according to the Bible. Yeah, when it comes to marriage, maybe. Right. Kind of. Hey, free smoke, free smoke. The divorce rates ain't looking too good for us. Right. But in general, we are biblicists. We want the Bible to tell us what it's trying to say. The Bible was not trying to teach you about evolution in Genesis 1 through 3. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Nor was it trying to give you an argument uh, to fight against it. Moses does not care about Darwinian evolution. Yeah, he's not to, he not does not, he's fam. He's trying to tell what? the children of Israel about the, 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 the supremacy of God over the other false gods. Yes, the ancient Near Eastern right. gods. This is, the, this is the, 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 the picture of the water. Absolutely. This is the picture of the spirit of God hovering over the deep. Absolutely. The chaos. Yes. He's giving a counter narrative to so many creation narratives that are out there. Oh, that already existed. Right. Now, if you really want to talk about a creation narrative, deal with the Canaanites or ancient Near Eastern creation narratives that Moses was actually talking about. Right, exactly. He was not talking about Darwin. He's not trying. Genesis was not a, 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 a science book trying to give you all of the answers for the legitimacy of. He's trying to show you the living God and have you to fall in love with what you see. Amen. That's what he was introduced to Israel. And the scripture does that throughout the whole thing. Right. This is your God. Don't you love him? For real. That's where it is, bro. Mm -hmm. The love of God, the love of who he is, mm -hmm. will sustain you when understanding cannot. Yeah. That's why Paul, I think, in some ways, wants us to know that there is a Christian living that surpasses. There's a joy. There's a beatitude. Right. We're in the beatitudes of church right now. Really good. But that word for blessed is this interesting word uh, that means mercurials, that means happiness. Right. But not the way that we understand it culturally. Yeah. But a state. Right. That a state of being in sort of rapture. Yeah. In who God is that can exist on top of your sorrow. Right. Look at the Beatitudes. These are people living in sorrow. The, the poor, the hungry, the thirsty. All. Look at Paul. Jesus. Jesus. All the apostles. Right, all the apostles. That there is a mercurial. That mercurials, yeah, is what sustain them. That can sustain Even you. Even as we're getting martyred. As you are frowning, fam. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know enough about that. Can I be honest, dog? I don't know enough about mercurials. Can we all be honest? Yeah, can we all be honest? Can, can, we, can we say, can we be honest and say that in a lot of ways, one, I've heard and I respect the argument, you know, look at the folks living in, in, in the Annabelle South. My, the book that wrote a book coming out at the end of the year. But I, I, it, the, the book was, it was, the, the book was inspired by the faith of Christians in the Annabelle South. Right. And you can look at what they went through and say, goodness gracious, what manner of faith is this? Mm -hmm. That they were sustained. Mm -hmm. You think about folks in the civil rights, one of the things we've talked about, our, our pastor has brilliantly pointed out that people were going through like macroaggressions, not microaggressions. Yeah, we talked about microaggressions. Micro we talked about microaggressions. I remember what he said that is that Black Christians then were going through actual aggression. Like actual like they were actually like getting, actual They were hose. actually getting lynched. They were actually getting punched and hosed. Churches being bombed. Yes. Their daughters being murdered yes. and, and, and church bombings. Yes. They yes. were going through actual aggressions by folks that also claim to be Christians. Yes. 
and they held on to their Christianity. Right. And in comparison to what we're talking about, when you think about white evangelicalism and the mass exodus of black and brown people from those spaces yeah. because of mainly micro, there's some macroaggressions in there too. For sure, but but, but we, we largely cite the, 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 the micro, the system, also the systemic, right. all of those things. But I'll tell you what, number one, those things are absolutely legitimate. Absolutely. It's legitimate because woundedness. The body keeps the score, man. Yeah. That the way that something may land on you is difficult to measure. How a trauma may land on you right. and it land on me in comparison to how it may land on That's you. That's true. Nobody, you can't, everybody is. And it's, it's, a, it's a different, in the body, how it reacts to it, man. It could be nothing, mm-hmm. but this thing could plague you. Right, absolutely. So there, 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 there's some nuance into it's difficult to measure how deep is this knife cutting you. Right. And we can't base it on how deep it cut other people. And, and so there, 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 I think that's a point to be made there mm-hmm. in, in conjunction to the other point, which I think was also good. Right. That we are inspired by those who came before us. Mm-hmm. But I also think, in some ways, the faith that has been curated for us in America is bogged down with a lot of stuff. Yeah. That the simple... That, that a lot of our ancestors didn't have. Didn't yeah. have that a lot of them didn't have the baggage that came along with a lot of the faith that has been delivered to us. Yeah. It's actually a different... Same Jesus, Yeah, of course. Absolutely. But it is a Jesus in a lot of ways his caricatures yeah. that we have trusted and counted on. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's... This is going to be a weird Come example. Come on. Say it, brother. No, it's going to be a weird example. Yeah. Uh, if anybody knows me, they know that I, I for some reason... I just really am into like stuff about drug kingpins, like documentaries yes, and yes, all yes. that stuff. I just yeah. think that it's fast. I mean, it's I don't. It is fascinating. It's fascinating that people can build what they built, right? Like you know, and at these drug kingpins can build some of the kind of you know businesses and 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 uh, operations that they had. However, I would say I say all that to say it kind of reminds me of like pure cocaine. Opposed to cocaine that's cut with stuff. Yes, come on. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being, it's weird to say that. Yeah. But I mean, we hey, it's Southside South Rabbi. I so, stepped over empty bags of cocaine and going to school every day. <laughs> You have reached the middle of our episode. We thank you so much for rocking with us. I know the audio has been a bit of a challenge, but I hope that God is doing what he does with broken things and making beautiful results. He taking make a straight pass with crooked sticks. Saying? He's taking reverby rooms and making masterpiece projects. So, thank you for rocking with us. There's a bit more to go. God bless you. I feel like it's almost like cocaine that's cut with other things. You'll still get the effect of the cocaine. Sure, sure. It's still cocaine. Yeah, yeah, it's still in it there, is. and you'll still you'll still get high yeah. off of it. But it might not be pure yeah, cocaine. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a different. The pureness hits different. Yes. And I feel like we have sometimes a Christianity in America that's cut with stuff. And I think that you, we, we have, when we look at like some of our ancestors, they got, they didn't have a choice that the Christianity that they, that they had was pure. Sure, sure, it was sure. straight up yeah, pure yeah, raw, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, and I think, um, what I, what I do, what I do think about something that our pastor had said to us before too, which I think was great. Is I do I do want to think about as much as we have us as Black Christians talking about white evangelicalism and talking about how to sustain faith in the midst of abuses that has happened in the American evangelical church. Right. I do want to think about what is it that sustained our ancestors before we have us. To. One of my one of my favorite 
folks in history, as you all know, is Frederick Douglass. Yes, Freddie And B. I think about Freddie B talking about how he would watch his slave master, which I mentioned on the show several times, beat and whip him and the other slaves, lock them up in a shack in tattered clothing in the middle of winter. They're in the shack freezing to death with these clothes on and these fresh wounds on their back. And they will watch it. He would watch his slave master whip and beat them and starve them and then walk up the hill back into his home. And he will watch through the windows of that house, him and his wife and his children do devotional and prayer. He would also watch that same slave master leave Bible study in the local assembly. Mm. And I think about what sustained somebody like Frederick Douglass' faith. Come on. In a lot of our ancestors' faith yeah. that saw that type of hypocrisy and said, that doesn't make Christianity illegitimate though. Yeah. That does not make me walk away from Jesus. Even though... Even though it is those who are claiming the name of God that are actually abusing us, as we said before, not just by microaggressions, but actual aggressions. I've literally watched actual people that are serving as deacons or even pastors or elders in a church lynch one of my family members mm. or friends mm. or beat them or mm. rape them or mm. sell them. Mm. And yet that is not making me say Jesus, all of this Christianity stuff is a sham. Oh, oh. Because how could this be? Mm. What is it that is actually sustaining that type of faith that doesn't have the answers and that is a victim of the very hypocrisy that they see? Yes, God. And I do think that a part of that is God, what we need. God, what I need. Yes, God, what we all need. Help us, Lord. Lord, help us, please. Is experiencing God. Yes, it's yes. not the mind. Yes, we yes, said yes. that it's not the mind. Yes, yes, yes. It's not the mind, guys. Yes. It's not if I just study more theology, if I just understand more system. There's people that understand more systematic theology and biblical theology and theology in general than you ever would that have walked away from God. Or atheist to this day. Or, yeah, yeah, it's uh -huh. not the mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It is the experience of God reigning in the heart. It is, it, it is experiencing Jesus himself yes. that sustains us even when we don't have the answers. Yes. And, we, and, and, and that is what I am praying, God, yes. for me, for KB, for our listeners, Lord, for our church, for those that hear this podcast. That is what we want, Lord. And we want to experience you. Amen. And the, and, and the experiencing of you because I know that God has revealed himself to me has spoken to my heart, has, 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 that the spirit of God bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. Come on, brother. That that sustains me no matter what else happens here, yes, no yes, matter yes. what kind of hypocrisy we see with white evangelicalism, no yeah. matter what kind of things don't maybe things that may not make sense to us, yeah. things that we don't, textual we can't criticism. put together, textual criticism, things we can't put together intellectually, that experiencing God is what sustains me in the midst of an assault on my faith that I believe that Satan, that the flesh and that the world will try to use to get us to delegitimize who God is. Yes. It's like a spouse. Yes. If you know your spouse, yeah. people can come to you and try to give you all kind of lies and they can try to slander your spouse and you will say, I know that that is, I know my spouse can do that. Yeah, Why? Her, How yeah. do you know that? Because I know them. Yeah, 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 I yeah. know them. Yes, yes. There's nothing that you can tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is going to make me doubt the experience that I've had with my spouse. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? I know who they are. Yeah. And that's yeah. the kind of faith that we need can, with can, God. Go ahead. I, I want to add to just what you said, just literally just underscoring what you said in, in your uh, 
in your, your cocaine uh, uh-huh. analogy, you went to Frederick Douglass, and I literally wrote down in my, my notes, Freddie D, uh-huh. uh, because I wanted to read what he said. It's, it's, it, some people call it deconstruction. Mm-hmm. I think it might be helpful to even call it the purifying of our faith. Right. Yeah. What Frederick Douglass says is, he says this in, which I got in my backpack actually right now, Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass and American Slave Incidents. Read it if you haven't read it. Um, He said, I love the pure, peaceable, and impartial Christianity of Christ. I therefore hate the corrupt, slaveholding, woman-whipping, cradle-plundering, partial and hypocritical Christianity of this land. Indeed, I can see no reason but the most deceitful one for calling the religion of this land Christianity. I look upon it as the climax of all misnomers, the boldest of all frauds, the grossest of all libels. Fam, I'm reminded of something that my dear brother, who I I love him with my whole heart, fanatic, Um, even in his doubt right now, he's a perfect example of what I think Jude is talking about. This is be be, be patient with those. Be merciful with those who doubt. doubt, Um, Even I I listened, what I did listen to was his entire... um, talk of, of his denunciation, you can just hear the sincerity in what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about something that he said to me years ago, when everybody was trying to throw off the, the, the Christian right. label, uh-huh. right? And uh, we, we're not Christian rappers. We are we are rappers that are Christians, or Christians that happen to rap. And he said, what if you, instead of throwing off the label, you redeem the label. He said, what instead of trying to turn away from the label, you tried to live up to it mm. so that you would be deserving of being called. And instead of being cursed with being called a Christian rapper, you would see a kind of privilege to be worthy of such a name. Okay. That's what the fanatic told me. He said, what if we did that? And I think in some ways what Frederick, Frederick Freddie D is getting at in this quote, he says that I see it as the boldest of all frauds, the grossest of all libels, the climax of all misnomers, that this thing that y'all call the Christianity, the, the, the religion of this land being called Christianity, that it fits in all those categories. That this is betrayal. It's not Jesus's. It's America's. I want Jesus's. I know the struggle of in the ways that many of my professors, God bless them, mm-hmm. try to cover up the difficult, cover up the challenges with translations, bro. Ah. Whole passages, like in the King James Version. Right. And in, in, uh, I think it's uh, either second or third John, where there, where where there's this political agenda to argue the Trinity, which I believe wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. the Bible testifies to, but they, but wanting to have more concrete evidence for it, slipping in things that weren't in right. any original manuscript. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, you know, the, the, the whole passage, which I love this passage, because right. uh, it sounds like Jesus, right. of the, 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 the woman called in adultery. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in any original, <laughs> the earliest manuscripts. Okay, but we, 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 we know about the difficulties of, I mean, you're, you're looking at the NIV and the ESV right, right, and right. the CSB right. and, and, and the KJV and the NKJV. 
that they made it seem as though these things were more harmony than they actually were. Right. And they thought they were doing us a service that they were protecting our faith. Right. By making us think that, hey guys, all the smart people got it all figured out. And your doctrine of inerrancy, which I believe, mm -hmm. where it talks about that the inerrancy is in the original manuscripts that we don't have today. Right. That we're not reading. We're going to downplay that as something that's not actually a salient point. Right. It is. <laughs> right. There's some faith involved, even in Bible study, fam. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it is worth pointing out, fam, that this is a part of, as sincere as it might be, mm -hmm. this is a part of what makes the pure, peaceable Christianity of Jesus a little, uh, uh, um, it makes it convoluted. Mm -hmm. It's what needs to be purified, deconstructed out, if you will. You have to use in tandem, fam. When you're talking about the faith of the early Christians, you talk about them, which they are the gold standard. Everybody reference, references. These people did not have a Bible, fam. Mm -hmm. This is not an attack on the Bible. Right. right. Let me be crystal clear. The, the, I believe the Bible is the word of God. Amen. But they did not have, excuse me, they did have the Old Testament, mm -hmm. which was mainly what they were reading. Right. Their New Testament was happening. They were living right, in right. the New Testament. Right. They were reading circulatory letters that Paul was writing right. mm -hmm. um, where they would have some and, and you can make copies of them or mm -hmm. then go into an oral tradition. Right. Uh, uh, where we're just repeating what we read well, in yep. Paul's mm -hmm. letter. But I'm not but going home and reading that. I don't have it. Right. I mean, hundreds of years, even after the canonization of the scripture, mm -hmm. people didn't have Bibles right. at home. Right. They were, they were living off the word of God as yeah. it was proclaimed yeah. by those that had it. Had it. Yeah, it wasn't being, it wasn't syndicated. As facts, much as facts. I think it is now. Now, I, now I'm glad that Luther. Go and go get a Bible. That's right. That's right. Pull <laughs> up it on a. Right. I'm glad we can do that now because Amen. the word of God is the word of God. Praise God, yes. However, it is worth us thinking. How? how? What do you do when you just can't turn to a passage that gives you exactly how you should handle this particular issue in the church? Mm. What do you do when you don't have the completed witness? What if you died before you were allowed to have a copy of the scripture at home? Mm -hmm. Could you have a sincere, genuine belief in Jesus mm -hmm. that sustains you? Right. And I think the answer is yes. Because mm -hmm. like our ancestors who were given truncated slave bodies and were still able through dim lenses, right, to get to the meat of what God is saying mm -hmm. and then extract the theology from it. Mm -hmm. They put them square in the presence of God, fam, in an unshakable way. Mm -hmm. That's what I want, fam. Amen. Let's talk about, let's end our conversation really picking up on what, we, we, what I kind of alluded to when we opened this. I'm out here today and um, I'm out here. I'm seeing people hunting left and right. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I feel, uh, I, I, I take the posture that uh, we want to be patient with those who, who doubt. Right. We want to be patient with those who, who leave the faith. We should not take it as a diss record against Jesus. Fam. Yes, absolutely. I, I understand cats, a lot of times, they, they, they don't normally leave quiet. So, yeah. They leave. Right, right, right. I understand that. 
and I feel that desire to protect our Lord. But we do need to remember, fam. Number one, Jesus is really good at protecting himself. He's real good. At yes, it. he's, he's, the, he's the best. Well, remember that. Mm -hmm. Second of all, you want to speak truth. People are maligning Jesus. You, you want to be able yeah. to say, no, 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 this is why I don't struggle with that. Right. Which is what we want to do in this podcast, what we've done, been doing here. This is why I think there's another way right. that we haven't considered that's shaping this conversation. Mm -hmm. You want to be able, as God would allow, to speak honestly about things. Mm -hmm. And Paul said, Demarcus left me. Right. However, third, and I would say equally as important as the first two, is you need to remember that life is a journey people get off on the wrong exit, as Flame said. Yep. People get off on the wrong exit, find out that this part of town is not where they want to be and at, and get back on the highway. Right. And it is your job to make the path easy mm. for them to come right back on. That's our job. Yep. We don't want to get in firefights with people. Right. We, we, we don't want their crisis to be our crisis. Now, I do feel that there is a sadness that we feel, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. A discouragement, a disappointment. Right, absolutely. But at the same time, fam, realize that this isn't new. Yep. People all through history have had seasons of doubt, even denouncing. They've had their Peter moments. Right. They all have. Right. But man, God is ready and willing to embrace them and gives them as uh, Paul talks about Corinthians handing them over to the devil and, you know, finds out the devil isn't, the devil isn't always good at taking care of his people. Right, right. And you can see, like, I don't like it out here. Right. If God is there, like the father and the son, father, hands wide, pulling up his garments to get down in the mud with this prodigal son, should that not also be our posture? Amen. Right? It should be our posture. It should be our posture, right. fam. So I think it's important for us to realize that. Um, but I do think for those who are out here and you're on the edge, I think I'm, I'm reminded of a few things. Mm -hmm. Number one, first Corinthians 10, 12 says, if you are standing firm, you look at folks and say, Oh, never be me. Right. Paul says, if you, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Yep. There's also within that package a kind of humility that you need to have, even if you think I'm not talking to you right now. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm solid, straight up. Let's go. Nifty on 50s. You know what I'm saying? I go, I'm not paying right. for the set. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. There's still this instruction here, fam, uh -huh. that we want to hold fast to Jesus, bro. Amen. Because drift is not going to happen to you, it is happening to you. Right. You just can't see it. And this is why it's important for us to deal with what does it mean to experience God. Purely. Mm -hmm. However, but before I get to that, I just want to see you out there that you're on the edge. We are looking for answers. What do these things mean to us? And I mean, I want us to spend the rest of the time talking about that. Mm -hmm. What does it mean for my struggling brother and sister who is saying, yo, it seems like even some of the folks that were most faithful that have now left, mm -hmm that a part of their witness now is, guys, the water's fine. Come on in. Mm. The water's fine. The water of denouncing Jesus is fine. It's not as scary as they told you. Come on in. And it's becoming tempting to you because mm -hmm. you're struggling. I want to 
let's spend some time mm-hmm. talking about them. What does the pure Christianity of Jesus look like? What is the purifying of our faith to get to something that does mirror the faith of those who have preceded us in much more um, egregious situations? Um, it's a lot of things. Let's start with the, what, what is top, on the top of my list. We've already talked about how we're moving away from mind and spending a little more time on the heart. But how does the heart then experience Jesus? The first place I want to thought, start start with is the community, bro. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the church of Jesus Christ is designed to be a place where you go and you do indeed, let's start with the fact that you run into other sinners that act like sinners towards you. Yes. It's going to happen. I'm talking about in your church. In your church. Right. The church, the leaders. Right. Everybody is a sinner. Right. That means that they are in a lot of ways going to rub you the wrong way. Now we always talk about, this is what I'm addressing what we first started with. Because we, we talk a lot about what the church is supposed to do in a positive way. Right. Come fellowship and experience Jesus here and come alive and worship and right, right. be empowered and serve and heal, all that stuff. But we don't talk enough about when I went to the church and I feel traumatized by it. Right, right. <laughs> Virtual church was a relief to a lot of people. That's why they didn't go back. Oh. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Thirty across the, the nation right now, churches are thirty percent down. Yeah. People stand online. Yeah, stand online. There's more to be said about that. Right. We can talk about another another podcast. Yes. But at least part of it is, man. There's a peace that I feel just experiencing this from a distance. Right. That's part of the draw in the lower mega churches. Mm. Man, if I don't get close, I don't get hurt. I don't get cut, yeah. So there needs to be something said about, Dietrich Bonhoeffer speaks this very well in life together, that going into a community where it is nothing but butterfly dreams, butterflies, dreams, and Hallmark cards is not good for your faith. Right. It is not good for your faith for it not to be tested by the sin yeah. of oh, other believers. Right. It's right. not good. Yeah. That in no way justifies the wounds that come from abuse. Absolutely. But I tell you, I'll tell you what allows individuals to put out abuse in churches is when they have a faith that has been tested by abuse or by, you know, things go wrong. You know, somebody says something about you, you don't connect, blah, 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 blah. Right. But their faith is strengthened. Those are the individuals that can dispel the division from God's church. Right. Because they have the chops to do so because they've been through something. Right. And endured. They've endured. This is what Paul says very clearly. It is the trying of our faith. Right. That works endurance. And that endurance, hope. And that hope means something for all of us. Right. And that hope, in a positive way, through those that stick it out. And I ain't talking about, man, it's been three years. When does it get better? I'm talking decades. Right, man. right. Sticking it out, loving God's people, serving God's people, right. repenting to God's people, right. forgiving God's people, being encouraged by God's people. Because I'll tell you, that's also there as well. Uh-huh. I have There's a wonderful sister in our church right now who got a kidney mm-hmm. from one of God's people right. who loved her. She had been doing ministry with. Amen. I think story after story of God sending his people to serve those right. who are in need. Right. I've given thousands. I'm sorry, Lord, I, don't, I just lost all my rewards. I've given thousands. I would have way more money. Mm-hmm. 
right now if it's not for God, if, if it wasn't for God's people. But it is better for me because I'm building wealth in heaven. Right. And I hope I didn't just lose. <laughs> Jesus is going to like, you're that doing great. That's stock tank. The heavenly S&P 500, that was yeah. crash. No, go ahead. But I see the blessing on the widows in my church. And, right. and I, the, the particular widow I'm thinking about right now in our church, I see the joy in her face and the way that she's been empowered mm -hmm. to be able to go and serve other people with her particular gifting. It works together, yeah, bro. Absolutely. In that space, as Dietrich Bonhoeffer also says in Life Together, that the word of Christ in my brother is stronger than the word of Christ in my own mouth. Meaning that hearing Jesus, seeing Jesus in the community shapes me. Amen. 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 Experiencing God, you, 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 you can't get that. You can't get that exclusively from a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> can't get it from a podcast. You can't get it exclusively from church and living room either. That's right. That's yeah. right. Facts. Yeah. It involves neighbors. Right. And community. So I, I want to start with there, experiencing God. The other thing that I think, and I mean, please, I want you to jump oh, in. Right. Stop me, bro. The other thing I want us to think about is we're like, how do we, how do we experience this beauty that we're talking about? That y'all keep singing about. Mm -hmm. One of those things is how you approach the word of God. Mm -hmm. Most of us approach the word of God like how we approach our favorite artists. Mm. Elaborate. I know... That it is true that I, KB, right now, I'm just being honest, for a lot of my fans have more influence over the, how they think about Jesus than their pastors do. Mm -hmm. Because that's how this American system is set up. Mm -hmm. Popular voices tend to shape people's mind closer than the faithful, mm -hmm. closer. That's very, that's very the true. popular far voice typically has more influence right. than the faithful near voice. Right. That's what Jesus and John Wayne, who we're, ha we're having her on our show here soon, I I next month, praise God, the author of that book, she talked about how churches were scrambling when Trump was coming to power. Right. Because they found that their pastors didn't, the pastors didn't have as much influence as the Eric Metaxas. Right, right. They were finding that Jerry Falwell Jr. Yep, had more influence than... Than, than, than Pastor Jefferson. Right. Than the Marcus Johnson. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that's the condition, uh -huh. but that condition is set up that way is because we are going to be stimulated, not necessarily edified. There's two different things, right. fam. So people may, yeah, that might even happen with this podcast. Fact, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. I just like the way that they talk and put things together, the way that they can string, right. mm -hmm. the way that I am entertained. I love the humor. I love the production mm -hmm. with all due respect to the homie Mike Todd in, 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 uh, in, in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I, I, that we've done work for him in the past and uh, what my, my company has for that matter. I've, I've had conversations with him. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that he, the, the, the situation that with the with the spit was a massive misstep mm -hmm. and he's uh, apologized and repented of it and is, you know, trying to make things right for better or for worse. But his the reason that that came about is that he is creatively thinking through how do I deliver to you a truth? as creatively as possible right. because creativity serves truth in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it it helps to get to your ears. Right. If I can't hear you, if I can't feel and experience it, then it's difficult for it to make its roots down in my heart. Right. Yes and no. Right, right. Absolutely. Yes and no. Right. Yes. In terms of it is like the spark. Right. That the creativity in some ways is like the battery. Mm -hmm. You know, the battery is not in continual use. Right. It, it, it gives enough spark to start another mechanism like in your current, car. Right. That then, be, uh, that, that then begins yeah. to uh, um, take that spark yeah. 
and then sustain it throughout right. your vehicle. The alternator. That's right. That's what the alternator does, mm-hmm. right? The, 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 the creativity and the truth is the spark, but the alternator mm-hmm. is what edification is. And you know what that comes from most times? In simple obedience to the non-sexy, mm-hmm. plain reading of the scripture, bro. Right. It's not organizing your life for sparks. Right. Not only going to churches where they got beautiful sparks. Yep. Not only listening to pastors or teachers or or your mom or your dad. Right. Or this podcast. Or this podcast. Right. It is not simply looking for that which stimulates. But edification comes when you are obeying the simple, faithful, preached word of God. And that may mean. I know that that means for some of us that we have to find around us men and women who we respect not for their ability to articulate the word of God, but for their ability to live it and be faithful to what it says. If they can't dress it up, right, but they can experience it in their lives. They don't know. They could never go toe to toe with, with, with with a uh, with, with a pastor Mike, one right. of the most gifted communicators of our generation, right. mm-hmm. they go to toe to toe with that dude. Can you still go to a church mm-hmm. where the word is simple, right. straightforward? Right. Can you still listen to that man of God that's been walking with us? Let me tell you, God is not in heaven asking Mike Todd for his autograph, right? Or how entertaining he's, he's, he's not impressed with what we are impressful Absolutely. with. What God is impressed, God is impressed with Mike Todd, it's not because of his production budget. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be because of his faithfulness and humility. Right. That's what God is impressed with. God's like, I see this dude. Mm-hmm. Where are the people in our community that are living that out faithfully, bro? Because I, my, our pastor said this before, that the problem with preaching in this in, in this country is not that it is, a, it, it, it's not bad preaching per se it's bad listeners right it's bad receivers right because a lot of us there are there's some bad preaching out there too you know? but there is a, a lot of us that don't know how to take in sustenance we can't drink water i have to have soda right and i think that god is experienced in water fam absolutely in ways simple, yes that's what's going to sustain you. And, and don't, and I think that that also applies to pastors, not that just preach well as far as their good orders, but those who are intellectual giants too. Yes, come on, brother. Because you might not have a pastor that can that can break down all the nuances of how justice works or racism works or right. all the theology, but he gets it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he and, and, and he lives out the gospel in pure. Simple ways, yeah, bro. Which is that? I mean, the the the, the faith is, is is mainly simple. Yeah, yeah. It's not difficult. Right, right, right. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. It's it's not. It, it's faith is not meant. Faith in Christ is not meant to be an intellectual exercise sure. or intellectual stimulant. That's sure, not. Sure, sure. You can if you, if you want that, you can. There's a bunch of different things that you go read some. You know, uh, Confucius. <laughs> Confucius, you can read Plato and Kierkegaard. I mean, if you want intellectual stimulation, there's plenty of, uh, there's a huge market for that, but that's not what Christianity is meant to be, is, nor is, is it what preaching is meant to be, absolutely. nor is it the way that we are to, I mean, we see Paul with that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I want to, we're going to find God in faithfulness, bro, Right. and faithfulness 
it, we're going to find God where he's excited to be. Right. Not that God doesn't use passion conferences. Of course. And, or, 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 or Mike, Mike Todd's, the, uh, the, the stuff that he does on stage. Not, not that the Lord doesn't use that. Of course you wouldn't say something like that. Absolutely. But realize that what we have in scripture as a witness is that those things are only as valuable in their extravagance as they forge a path for the simplicity. Right. Absolutely. This is this, this, this simple obedience to what the word says and simple giving ourselves to hearing that word, even if it's not packaged right. at like a five-star restaurant. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that getting a muscle for especially those who are terrestrial, those who are local, who we know are faithful, that we know that are available, mm -hmm. that we know that are um, um, consistent, that, 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 have, that have been through the fire, that have been through some stuff, they've walked the path, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Listening to those. I, I'll never, man, God bless him, he's with the Lord now. Um, I'll never forget my um, uh, the chaplain that, that we had when I was at Trinity, Mel Carter, man. Mm -hmm. Mel Carter, I ain't never see that man break down. Nothing, no Greek, no Hebrew. I never heard him talk about systematic theology. He wouldn't talk about superlapsarianism. I would sit with that man and I would confess what I was struggling with. And he would just quote the Bible to me. He would say, you know, I, he, I remember one time in particular, he said, the Bible says, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be given. Mm -hmm. Remember he said that to me? I'm broken to a million pieces, bro. And he just prayed for me. That was his counsel, bro. I, I, I went on for 15 minutes about my, my wrestle. That's what he said. Let's, let's just take God for a simple word. He said, if, if we abide in him and his words abide in us, we'll ask what we will and he'll give it to us. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. And fam, I tell, I kid you not, I felt like, I felt like God heard that man every time. I, there was nothing we prayed for that I didn't see the Lord do. Mm -hmm. Nothing, bro. Mm -hmm. Nothing. And that's, uh, that that in a lot of ways, bro, is what's missing from our faith. Yes, is we have all of the gadgets, the trinkets. Right. We have all right. of the upgrades. Mm -hmm. We don't have the simple sustenance. Right, that comes from a commitment to just being faithful to the word. The 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 the, the life of the believer that is walking with God is a easily edified person, a easily encouraged person that they can be somewhere and hear some of the most random, all over the place, unrefined preaching and find You're still find Charles Spurgeon said yes. that he got saved from a dude that preached a three minute sermon, bro. Yep. Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, walked into a church, tormented by his sin. Dude got, a, the, the pastor of the church wasn't there. There was a guest speaker who was like one of the deacons there who was not a preacher. Mm -hmm. He said that man just kept repeating the verse over and over because he didn't have nothing else better to say. That boy was like, so God so loved the world. So God, is emphasized a different word. So God so loved the world. world. So God, God loved. So loved the world. So God so loved the world. So God so loved the world. <laughs> that whosoever believe on him. That yeah. whosoever believe That whosoever believe. That whosoever believe on him. Yeah, that's the message. That was the whole message. Virgil said that man didn't have nothing better to say. Say that man's soul, bro. Mm -hmm. God is pleased to do wonderful things with simplicity. Right.
This is his nature. Amen. He makes humans from dirt. Yeah. He makes, he feeds thousands with fish and loaves. Right. He defeats armies with 300 men. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he disarms death by sending his son to die. It was, it was no, he didn't have to travel the galaxy. He's like Thanos to find, right? To find all of the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just makes you think about what Paul even says, man, in Romans, where he's talking, where he's saying, he was trying to, he's trying to tell them that it's not about works and you don't have to do something extravagant in order to come into the faith. Must you do not have to descend into Hades or ascend into heaven to bring Christ down to sin in the hate. You don't Come have on. to do any of that stuff. Then he goes into Come on. Roman, then he goes into Romans, which we which what we know as the path the popular Romans 10 9. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and he talks about if you confess with your with your heart, believe with your mouth in the Lord. You know, it's it's him saying this is not extravagant. It is simple, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God is not asking you to climb a mountain yes. to, to grab faith and bring it down. Bro. Yes, 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 yes. He's not asking you to ascend to the heavens and grab faith and bring it down. He's not asking you to descend in Hades and bring it up. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he's asking you is to is to believe. Come on, brother, please. It's to believe. That's what he's asking. You to do, and if you and if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think that that's a yeah. part of the purifying. I mean, you know, folks talk about deconstructing a lot of the things that they kind of picked up from packaged American Christianity. Right. You know, here's right. the politics here, the emphasis here, the things we don't talk about. I think you know, leaving those things, mm -hmm. finding that there's value in your ethnicity. There's Obviously, value in just injustice and, right. and 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 being a beacon of justice in the society, and and and, and finding that there is that you, you don't have to be so hostile towards those who don't see things the way you see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that you can find co-belligerence. Right. Right. You know that a lot of those things were freeing, but what I don't think we're talking about enough in deconstruction is the ways in which those who came before us had very what we would call pure faith that, that was not beholden uh, uh, to the demands of the enlightenment. You right. feel me? Right. Um, and also not beholden to the sexiness of technology right. and, and, and personalities. Right, right. And we're, we're none of that. Right. We want to return to that in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're returning. This isn't new. We're not casting a new vision of Christianity. We are recovering what was convoluted and cut with a bunch of other things going back to yours and uh, your, your analogy. Um, the, the last thing I'll say, and I think there's, that I'll say, and I mean, if you want to share anything about what does it mean for us to really experience God and continue to hold on to Jesus. Um, one of the things over time in my life, if I can confess, grows weaker and weaker is my prayer life. It feels like whenever time becomes more of, when, when time becomes more constrained, prayer becomes missing and absent. Right, comes absent. They just they kind of follow each other. And one of the way, reasons that we feel comfortable not praying is because a lot of our prayer is mainly about us asking God to give us things. Mm -hmm. And if God has not given, give us, given us those things, or if things have come to us without us praying for it, it begins to be like, well, you know, you should pray, but 
Say God is sending it anyway. Yeah, he's sending it right, anyways, right. and yeah. I'll do it when I can. You know what I'm saying? Jesus tells us how to pray. Right? He's talking about that you're asking God to bring heaven down, fam. Right. That heaven would be a reality around us. Right. Now, clearly, if we're to be praying like that, that there is, if we are to be praying in a way where we're calling the kingdom to invade our world, then we need more than God just answering stuff for us. We need him to be walking with right. us regularly. Absolutely. We need to know we him. Need to us. We need to know what the kingdom is like. Right, right. We need to not just read about the kingdom, but we need to have the kingdom swirling in our right, hearts. Right. We need communion with God. When was the last time you heard that phrase? Right, exactly. Remember when we were afraid to lose nearness to him? We were afraid to, 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 to grieve the Holy Spirit. And when we were not okay with being distant. Yes. When distance from God felt like where our distance from God struck fear in us. Yes. And it wasn't. And we were immediately trying to remediate. And it wasn't just, and I remember in my heart, it wasn't about hell to me, bro. Right. It wasn't like, oh, I mean, he made judgment. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I love being near to this guy. Right, right. I like him. Right. I love him. I've been, I mean, he's, he's been. I've seen him at work. Mm -hmm. I, 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 it, it was. It was like he might judge me. Relationship. I want to be in right relationship with him. I'm a grown man, fam. My, I love my wife with all my heart, but she can't put me in punishment. Well, I guess technically she can. Hold up. But I don't get spankings anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not getting grounded. No one's taking away my privileges. You know what I'm saying? What? Why do I want to be in right standing with her? I love her. I don't want to be out of, out of whack with her. Right. right. Not simply because she might throw me out the house. Well, right. it depends what I do because, you know, I surely can get thrown out the house. Of course. But we joke more about that than is a reality. The right. main impetus of our drawing near and making things right is that we like being close to this woman. I like her. Right. And I love her. Right. And I think prayer is a space where we get that in the purest dosage, my God. And it's not simply, I think prayer is a whole world, bro. We, we got to do a whole, we'll have John O. He wrote a great book on prayer. Yes. We'll have John O. on. I, see, I actually was talking to John, Pastor John O. last week. Mm -hmm. um, we'll do, do a whole thing on prayer. Because prayer is more than, God, I got 20 minutes. I need you to speak to me now. You got, Lord. Right. Or I got five minutes. God, what are you saying? I'm quiet. What are you speaking? Is Was that God? Did God just say? I think he just said to sell my car. I mean. I know I haven't been praying about selling this car at all, <laughs> but in the last five minutes, God spoke to me. I God tells you, the Lord does stuff like that. I have you a know? long story about God. I have a, a dope story about how God sent, told me something in, in my prayer time, and I went and did it, and it was clear that that was God. Yeah. I um, also have stories where I thought God told me something that was not God. But, bro, the Lord wants us to be communing with Him throughout our day, man, constantly bringing His name up, not just when we're eating, but when we see someone on the side of the road or, or, or when we're doubting, mm -hmm. I spend most of my prayer time is not in my closet anymore, fam. Yeah. Most of my prayer time is when I'm walking through the airport, when I am, when a, a thought of, of, of envy rolls in my yeah. heart and I'm casting it down, when when a trauma response. Feel, yeah. Most of our prayer is reactionary. Yes, bro. And mo most of it is not proactive, but reactive. Yes, bro. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that both are good. Right. 
Both, both, both are, are, are wonderful to have present. But we must have both, though. We have both. We have to have, to have both yeah. because it's a life. That's what it means to be in a relationship yeah. with somebody. Absolutely. It's not like, hey, wife, hey, wife, I did everything for you this morning. Right. Let that love trickle throughout the day. Don't call me. Don't text me. You know I what I'm saying? Don't do. check in with me. Don't right. ask for guidance right. at all. I gave you everything you needed this morning. Right. right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's how we treat devotionals. So walk with God. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not a not a Zoom meeting where we got everything together and went on about our business. So, anyways. Um, that's so true. We can't emotion like that. Yeah. We want to recover that man, and we want to take our doubts to him, our sin Amen. to him, our struggles to him. We want, we want to take. We want to be honest with him. We, we we want in a lot of ways to mirror our relationship with each other, <coughs> our good relationship with each other, right? With our relationship with God, prayer mm-hmm. is central to that. And teasing that out helps to give us that experience that some of us miss mm-hmm. and that some of us long for mm-hmm. because we haven't experienced the way that we sing about it, preach about it, yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. C.S. Lewis said this, and this is my final thought. He said, if you feel far from Christ, he said, it's similar to the first question we ask somebody when they misplace the keys. Where did you leave them last? Mm-hmm. Where were you last? What were you doing? Re- Trace your steps. Every time the believer begins to retrace his steps, he typically is not going into something more complicated. Right, absolutely. He's going back into something more simple. Mm-hmm. When a light turning green was a testament of God's goodness. Right, right. Retrace your steps to where you left Jesus, fam. What were you doing? Were you praying? Mm-hmm. Were, you, were, you, were you fellowshipping? Right. Were you serving? Right. Were you, were you simply getting fed from that, you know, simple man or simple woman mm-hmm. that was sharing God's word to you but couldn't hold a candle to Beth Moore mm-hmm. or, or hold a candle to, to John Piper? Right. Is that is that where you were like, man, I see you retrace your steps. Mm-hmm. Christ is there waiting. Amen. Mm-hmm. Give us the experience that sustains the faith. Yeah. This has been Southside Rabbi. I am KB. I'm a mean a dream. Season four is on. Peace.